0: So this evening we're recording podcast number eleven for yes. hoarding stuff mm-hmm. or hoarding stuff, depending on how you say it. And which is tonight is myself and Dave Woods, and we're going to talk uh, about grief. So that's what we're looking. We are at. indeed. We're talking about losing parents. Mm. So I, I was I was just explaining to Dave that. I lost my mum first, and then my dad. Mm. And suddenly, there's that. Oh, you know, it's a gap because I lost my parents when they were quite old, so I knew, you know, they'd had a good life. Yeah. But suddenly, you realise that you're you're the top of the line. Then I'm the oldest daughter, so you know it's now with me, and and it's a strange feeling. So
1: yeah, you kind of become not. Necessarily the authority, but you become the the kind of you're now the matriarch of the family.
0: That's right. That's right. So because yeah. you've just lost your mum. Yeah, I'm right.
1: not the matriarch of the family no. though.
0: You could be if you wore I, a penny.
1: The okay. beard doesn't kind of suit it, really.
0: No, I and, don't. Uh, think so so I are mean, you I, are you the oldest, or, or do you have siblings? I don't
1: have any you? siblings at all. It's just me. Right, it's me, and uh, and it's been fascinating. Uh, with the with the loss and the grief of um, finding out certain things that been going on for a long time. My mum is apparently a little bit of a fantasist.
0: Oh wow!
1: And so uh, apparently, for the past twenty years, twenty five years, I, I've been a barrister. Ah, people, I'm a barrister. I don't know. Well, are you are you secretly a barrister and you don't know it either? No, I'm not even a barista, let alone <laughs> <I'm> a barrister. <laughs> and people would go, I met five people or spoke to f- five people and they said, so are you a solicitor or a barrister? I said, oh, I'm not, I'm not. I'm a, if anything, I'm a youth worker. If I'm even that, you know, I've done writing and acting now I feel a compulsion to actually act in something where I'm playing a barrister.
0: <laughs> just to see what it feels like.
1: Just, it, she's, she's taken it from me being in a solicitor's office uh, for five years, four or five years, and she's, she's just woven a, a new thing about it. And one of the, the things that I grieve now is the fact that for ages and ages, because I did the drama and writing, that I didn't realise what a similarity we had um, yeah. In our lives that she she'd woven these narratives, some of them are great, and you're like, Ooh, I could never have come up with that. she's a much better creative writer than I am <laughs> and I, I wish I'd known little people can she 's a lovely woman, your mum she's always laughing and smiling it 's like I wish I'd known no <laughs> She sounds really nice who <laughs> <laughs> is this woman so there's there's a bit of uh, um yeah grief there and you go through the stages whatever the stages are i can't remember what they are now there's five isn't there
0: yes i think so there's let's try and remember some of them i know the the denial anger
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then is there there's
1: acceptance in there the acceptance to, so we're that's, missing that's
0: two.
1: No, so um it was really kind of quite odd and I, I worried about the um if there were going to be any hoarding issues because but she'd moved some time ago to Lincoln for five six weeks to be with his this fellow that she'd only just vaguely met on and was on a dating site she was 71 when she did it you know and this way. But, yeah I don't know I just I kept on thinking that I probably said this before that I didn't want to read in the papers that some bloke was wearing her head as a hat oh no, no is that Like that's that's not what you want to, um, but she was okay, and then um, she moved back from there because she didn't like it, and moved back into sheltered housing. So she moved back and and bought all new stuff, really. Um, So there was no problem with um, letting it go, because you know I'm not um, that sentimentally involved with the fridge freezer. Good, good,
0: and so all the all the sort of. Old paperwork and stuff. Had she already got rid of that?
1: Then there was there wasn't a great deal of it. There were photographs, um, and but there were also photographs from her, my stepdad, um, his family.
0: Right.
1: So I've brought those back so I can give them to his daughter because that's her family history. There.
0: Yeah, right there, no, that's you know. that's a nice idea. And
1: there were other bits that you go, oh, this is a because my stepdad was in the army in Cyprus, and so it's like this is a it's an interesting sort of cypress shaped ashtray <laughs> no no um no, I mean I you know i remember it and stuff but no and there was a nice bottle and and uh chalices that had been made in pottery in cyprus and I looked at that and went yeah it's, not, it's gonna get broken in our house so we, we took two of the chalices away and there's still another four so that's and she had these porcelain ladies, which.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, no. <laughs> no, sometimes there are a lot of porcelain ladies to, uh, to deal with. Yeah. I I hope I, I don't think I'll ever get into porcelain lady buying.
1: It's like the Toby jugs. I don't.
0: Oh, no, I like those. They're weird. Yeah. I've, I've bought a couple of those because I've got a, <coughs> a corner cabinet in my living room and that's got weird. Anything that's got a strange face on it. So right. I've got, right. you know, like a like a, a bust of Gandhi and a mug that's got a sort of Sikh's face on it that my daughter found. Do you have those so.
1: things on the wall? They're like Toby jugs but on the wall.
0: No, I haven't I haven't got any of that because I bought a couple of Toby jugs off eBay because I just like ugly face ones that I really liked. Well that was a, I've just got faces in this cupboard. So
1: that's a strange thing. It's like you know, you get things like you know, pirate or or seafaring captain or you know man with pipe
0: there's some really amazing ones really good and a load of them i remember when i looked on ebay lots of them are for sale in america back to the uk right, but
1: right. i
0: don't i don't i don't think they're american i think they were completely like um, crazy british i think
1: i find them quite disturbing
0: they are but that's what i like about them
1: and then the other thing that's been quite interesting is when you look at them and you go, see that bearded guy who looks quite strange on the wall there. That looks a bit like me. <laughs> <laughs> I could now model for um, the, a Toby me. jug. The Toby Jug, yeah. Dave the Jug. Wow, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be amazing?
0: No, I was just thinking that actually. I was thinking, I wonder if they do modern versions of them that you yeah, know, that, that'd that'd like fair. famous people and things like that. Or you could just have one permission.
1: I think it would be good to have like, because they all seem to be job related. Right. Yeah. So you could have, you know, uh, one that was from a call centre wearing a headset. <laughs> uh,
0: Great
1: idea. So, or, you, so uh, basically you brought very little back with you. Yeah, just I think, um, or oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't help it, but I did bring the teddy bears back.
0: What your teddy bears were
1: they? My mum's teddy bear, which um, she'd had obviously since she was about three or so, oh. and uh, he got an eye missing. You know when they go on that um, the repair shop? Show? Yes,
0: brings yes. things
1: in and that. Um, well, this one's not going anywhere near the repair shop. He's obviously been mohair at one point, and he's been loved so much that there's he's just no bald. yeah,
0: it's yeah. bald, naked and and partially sighted.
1: That's true. Actually, he's only got one eye. Aww. Um so we've called him Odin Bear, <laughs> and and Jane's sitting about making him an eye patch, and really? we're going to make him some clothes because it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but um, there were there were my bears. I had two bears. Um, one was um, one with it's got a growl in it. You know the oh the, yes that
0: you turn upside down. Yeah. Yeah, I suddenly had a fond memory when you said that mm, straight back. So I must I'm have kind of had growl. one. He's
1: he called Growl because yeah, because of his and, noise. Uh, and the other one is an orange sort of foam bear that I, I can't remember. My grandparents got it in me, and he's called Rhyme. because, as you know, nothing rhymes with orange, so he's called <laughs> Rhyme. <laughs> and then there's a couple of others that that I don't know. I just got a bit sort of like. No, I did. Did um, I was bad really because um, um, she'd obviously got a sax playing Santa, an animatronic oh. sax playing Santa. So that came back with us in a box. Oh dear! <laughs> so he'll be there at Christmas. I didn't. I didn't. I was quite good that I didn't get. There was a little sort of uh, village that she had a, with a, a church that lights up Christmas village seem to have two churches uh, a grocer's shop and I think it was um, a pharmacy that, that was all that was in a the small village.
0: village no pub no no, no nothing else no, no, no takeaway
1: no no and I imagine that there's wars between the two churches to get a congregation
0: well I'm, I was just thinking Sunday morning there must be a noisy affair
1: it must be yeah yeah. Um, but we have got photos of it, so um, hopefully, um, well, Jane is going to do some pottery, so it might well be that we we make our own little based on that.
0: Kind oh, of excellent
1: village! So it's more of an inspiration, really. Than than, uh, and the thing was really heavy. That was the other yes challenge with so it. You know. So
0: has uh, has everything been cleared away now?
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, the, she hadn't got that, that great a deal of stuff. And some of it's gone to people that were living in the same place. She had this lady called uh, Sharon, who she'd taken under her wing when she moved in mm-hmm. in December and had come from quite a, a difficult background and moved in and hadn't quite a lot of stuff. And my mum had been quite nice to her, apparently. Again, I'd love to have met this woman who's been nice to people.
0: This other <laughs> mother. Who
1: is she? What's going on? and um, so she's had like the the sofa and the fridge freezer uh, and the display cabinet you know and i'm I'm quite pleased with that because it means that my mum is still um, taking care of this person.
0: Yes, that's lovely. No it is nice. Right. <laughs> I think I think making good use and knowing what use is being made of somebody else's stuff is really lovely I think it's got
1: a purpose to it it's great yeah but if it's helping somebody that's that's even better
0: yes
1: you know okay. it, it it makes a big difference um and then there's just like a kitchen table or chairs which will probably be left in there for the next occupant
0: yeah which is fine
1: yeah and uh, and I don't know what happened to her telly um but hopefully it'll find a good home you know because she bought all this stuff new you know and that's like, right
0: yeah And so she didn't have a lot of use out of it, really, did she?
1: Not really. And she got things like a slow cooker and stuff.
0: Um, The lady I was with today was talking about her slow cooker, which apparently has been in the garage for at least eight years. Wow. And I said, well, maybe. A, it's not in the garage. Or B, you don't really need it Mm. (laughs) because it's been a long time. And she said yes but it was a really good one but she's, got, she's got another version of a slow cooker that she made us some soup out of that we had oh. for lunch today so but yes it's um it's interesting and so do you think that this new um this new position that you have that's neither barista nor barrister but you know head of the family head of think, the family do you no. think that do you think that will well, head of you, aren't you? Because you yeah, are. Yeah, that's head. just me. And do you think do you think that will make you have a different view on your belongings?
1: I'm not sure at the moment. I, I don't know. Um, I think it does change things slightly.
0: Mm.
1: And um and also I think I've I've kind of gone through what a lot of things um, with my hoarding have been about expectations. Or hopes. And uh, we kind of overemphasize what we can achieve and what we should be achieving and why those things that we're achieving really matter that much. Mm. Um, I think I've, I've, there's a bit more management of, of what I can achieve and, and what I should be achieving really. And, and I think that if people were to look at that more,
0: well, I think I think it. I think the word you just said there, "should," is the key word mm. because in support group we say if you're saying "should" and "ought," that's that right. That means it's not coming from the, you. It's not bad coming words. from your. Yeah. They are bad words. They're yeah. devil words. I think Pip calls them because. because there's thinking.
1: another way. It's um. What was it? he thinking or shoddy thinking? Shouldy oh, thinking.
0: good. Yeah. No, that's a good because I, they're not. They're coming from some expectation like you said mm. that isn't necessarily your own you know it's come from somewhere else because if if it was something that you like doing mm-hmm. you would be doing it No, i i think always. you would be doing it i think you would I not think always
1: would. because sometimes yeah. the the um outside forces influence you too much if you were if you were literally able to make your decisions and choices just playing decisions and choices without any influence from anybody else it, it's that um magical day when you go if you had no blockers and things that were changing what you were doing what would you do you know and and then that that's but there's some things that, that kind of life gets in the way doesn't it and, and sometimes it,
0: it that can happens. get in the way but i think the idea is that if you are happy with yourself, if you like, mm-hmm. you're in a state of balance with yourself and you, don't, you won't feel the pressure of the shoulds and oughts. And so you might be able to say, because I think you're talking about reframing now as well. Right. If you reframe, or you are maybe reframing how you perceive something, it's the mm-hmm. same thing But what's changed is your perception of it slightly. Yeah. You know, and I think that slightly, because I think as well, we all think, oh, no, it's got to be massively different. That slight change of perception has all these ripples that go out into other bits of your life, just gently. Yeah. But you, you, suddenly you've gone from being very pressured to going, actually, it's all right now. It's OK. It's OK. I can. Yeah, I can take it or leave it.
1: So, I'm still I'm still sort of navigating the waters of it, to be honest.
0: Well, nothing happens quickly or overnight either. That's that. That's, that's, that's that the thing. other thing. And that's another thing that <coughs> I think we all beat ourselves up about. It's like, yeah. I want to do this now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you should have done it yesterday then, shouldn't you? You know, and then and then on comes another self-flagellating thought where you think, oh, you know, I've let myself down. I should have had this organized. I should be on Mm. top of it. I should be, I should, 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 and all that, well, the shouldy thinking comes out again. thinking, and And really, you know, because sometimes something happens in a day, a day, like Mm. you can get a piece of news which changes your life totally.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally. You know why? We, I think, and again, I think we discussed this with Pip actually. Um, it's about the way that we watch fiction. Mm.
0: Yeah. And fiction,
1: if you're watching a film, it's an hour and a half. I said, sorry, an hour and a half. Hour <laughs> and a <laughs> half. Hour and a half.
0: Did you go a bit Coventry then?
1: I did. I did. I was doing it all the time. And <laughs> I've been, I have been, Summit. Something, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can feel my brain sort of melting, so I know, no, must be possible Well,
0: well d- sorry, let's finish what you were saying about, about us watching, yeah, songs, and then I'm going to tell you something it, about. It, copy we copy. have an expectation
1: that things happen rapidly, mm. right? And, and that we're, we're supposed to keep up with things happening rapidly, and that there are these big changes that happen. Overnight success, boom, 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 boom. When in actual fact, it probably isn't an overnight success. No,
0: there's been about four years of building up to that overnight success. Yeah, um, forty years
1: then. <laughs> interestingly enough, I was I was um, sort of mocking a friend of mine. She'd taken ten years to do her PhD. Granted, she'd had a child in in that time, mm. right? So, but then I'm reading a book. It's a, it's quite a good book actually. It's called uh, Never Too Late to Be Great. Oh, yeah. And um, they talk about what percentage of your productive life you've got left and working it out mathematically. So if you're sort of 50-odd, you've probably got about 30% of, of your productive life hopefully left. Right, And uh, in it, Vikram Seth, who wrote An Unsuitable Boy, Oh, yes. had done, a, um, yeah, doctorate in economics and it had taken him more than 10 years
0: wow
1: so i was able to ring my friend up and go yeah it took vikram seth 10 years so you're doing okay and he didn't even give birth
0: (laughs) you didn't even have that excuse
1: what was his excuse yeah yeah come on now right and then it took him another 10 years to write a suitable boy
0: right there you go
1: so sometimes a project um will take a lot longer than the expectation. And I think we now have this expectation that we're all going to be uber productive. Yes. And society makes us move towards that kind of, uh, you you must be doing, 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 adding to GDP, adding to the economy, doing your bit for the country. And it's like, mm, uh, uh, what about living? Well, where does that come in?
0: Well, I I don't know. I don't know what you think, but I think maybe that the lockdown has readjusted a lot of people's radars on that Mm. because they they couldn't work or be in that like intense environment that they were used to being in, that they had to then slow down and they had to notice and be mindful about what's going on around them. And I, I'm, I'm sort of secretly hoping that that will have had enough time to embed itself in a lot yeah. of people. And so people will go, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying back into that.
1: I'm, I'm kind of a bit more cynical about it. Because um, I think that what tends to happen is, um, change is really difficult and it takes a long time for things to, to move. Mm. And um, some of the changes will be interesting. I don't know. We were already heading towards this idea of like the the four day week as a thing, you know. um, There's not enough work for enough people, so then you kind of slice it up a bit more.
0: Mm.
1: And that goes with your contracts and stuff, Um, your zero-hour contracts and your um, precarious stuff. I mean, there's there's a grievance there. There's a grief there, sorry, not a grievance. Of um, the way that things were before, you've got to grieve for what has changed and what what's been lost. And I'm not yes, sure. Yes, it's
0: true. It is true. And I think <laughs> I think. Um, but I, but on uh, conversely, I, I don't. I think people aren't grieving so much because I think they're thinking. Mm. Actually, I've really enjoyed working from home. I've really enjoyed spending more time with my children. I've really enjoyed all these things. So I'm not grieving. I will be grieving for the missing lockdown that feelings you know which although they were accompanied with not knowing and fear there was some you know there was some really good camaraderie type stuff and you know at the beginning it was just wonderful I I, when I used to sit in on these neighborhood network meetings they were called they're sort of a bit like your committees you know that that you sit in on and everybody was talking about the bit that they were doing and, oh, mm. there's a gentleman that lives up this road who needs such and such. And everybody was sort of talking to everybody else in the community and, and they were on the hunt for people that needed some help as opposed to, you know, their head was down and they were just running for the bus.
1: I'd, I'd like to have done more of that, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it I didn't do a lot of food delivery and stuff, but I I yeah. was involved in the meetings of the people that were doing it. And so yeah. it was just it, and you know some of the people that I worked with came through referrals from people that had knocked on doors of mm. somebody because they'd said that gentleman's quite vulnerable or he doesn't go out very often or we think he's got mobility problems or yeah people were looking out for how they could help their neighbours and it was lovely
1: oh there's some some brilliant projects going on and and really helping you know. Um, there was a thing called Empty Kitchens and mm. uh, Full Hearts here, uh, which I think is still going um, and was helping to feed people at the, weekend. We, we had it at the weekends. I think some people had it all week that they'd have you know, cereal and, and the meal. Um, kind of.
0: I've got a feeling that was on Radio 4, the food mm. show, because the name rings the bell and otherwise I I think it's know. a
1: local kind of project.
0: Yeah, but sometimes on the food show, they champion small, you know, the, yeah. like the before lockdown, there were the people that, and so hopefully they're still going, the people that make food from the leftover food that gets thrown that's away at supermarkets. I mean, that's yeah. brilliant. And there's, I think there's a social enterprise franchise of that, mm. of cafes, which of course will have had to have stopped, but, you know, perhaps those will pick back up. you well, have... Um,
1: Social Bite is one of the things up here that's about homelessness and meals. It's kind of yeah, and they have people like George Clooney turn up and
0: nice. What for a meal?
1: Well, I think he did actually. Yeah, he, what, he came, posing
0: as a homeless person. He
1: came to Being promote. Came
0: to
1: <laughs> yes, you would have been homeless, George. Yeah, <laughs> Would <make laughs> you
0: not been else. a multi-millionaire actor?
1: Yeah, yeah. Early coffee. Yeah, early work stinks, George. It stinks, mate.
0: <laughs> it's just your coffee adverts that are good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but um, I'm, I'm wondering if if businesses will adapt. So you can have the option of being more flexible, but in a good way.
0: I'm hoping so, because, mind you, it's not happening, because the other day I had to walk up the main road, mm. like, which well, is only like two minutes away, but I had to go and collect my car early mm-hmm. and I was on the main road and it's just heaving and loud and horrible. And it was like and I'd never noticed how horrible it was before, because mm. I'd never had the the luxury of it not being there for ages, you know. And it mm. was like, oh, God, it's back. It's back. The loads of cars, buses, mm. everything, you know, and that was a bit. It was, it was fascinating
1: as well, because going back to Coventry, um, it was another kind of strand being cut between me and the place where I was born. Um, so you you kind of think about it in terms of oh well that's that's one less reason for me to to go back.
0: Um, yes, I know lots of people. Like my friend who lives in America, she's lived in America for about mm-hmm. fifteen years now, and she used to come home to visit her mum then her mum passed away but her auntie used to live in their family home as well so she'd come back to see auntie mm. and then when auntie, auntie moved down south so that she could be close to sue's brother because there's nobody else that would have sort of looked after her. and she was in her mid-90s and sort of needed to be in supported living mm. and sue that, that said I haven't, I haven't really got an excuse to come back to solihull to see everybody, because it was always linked to family first. And she said, of course I can come back and see you, and, but there isn't a family tie that brings me back anymore. Any, any Any noise you can hear is just dogs oh. fighting because they want their dinner. Oh. I know. Um, the I one thing I was I just going to tell good. you about Coventry, which I just thought this was fascinating. When I lived in Italy, um, somebody told me that there is a verb called Coventrizzare, which means to Coventry, and if somebody says that something's been Coventrizzato, which means has been Coventried, it means it's been raised to the ground?
1: Yeah, so yeah. The same with the German. So it's, but well it's,
0: not, it's, it's not in our language, is it? But it's in Italian, definitely. So it's you know, German as well, is it?
1: There might well be uh, some version of that. Um, but I know there is in German because they used it quite a bit after they. Well,
0: they Coventried it, didn't they? They were, it. The, they were the, the Coventry com- yeah. culprits.
1: That's right. Um, but it was it was fascinating to to be back and um, and I suppose the other thing is you you grieve your past a little bit as well.
0: Mm, yes. Um, Painful was, nostalgia, isn't it, for things that that were nineteen yeah. seventies coloured. Well, they were in my case. Well, I just, um,
1: so my mum had kept my 18th birthday cards. Oh. And so it's like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nice, but uh, oh, I, I should um So I, I felt quite upset, but I, I, I recycled them. Well
0: done. I recycled them. That's amazing. See what's going on. See what Coventry Air has done for you. I
1: wrote little notes about, you know, what was on the front of them and who they came from. Strange bear playing darts whilst drinking beer.
0: <laughs> did, you have, did you have to do that to, to allow yourself to recycle them, did you? Yeah. That so you'd captured it somehow.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. Is this a dog? or bear, or what is it, with a, with a, a treasure detecting, you know, metal detector, with a mouse next to it, and they found a pin. How quaint.
0: <laughs> uh, and also, a lot of the time, um, the, the artwork on birthday cards years ago was really bad. So yeah, I'm not oh, surprised you didn't know what it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but so, that's part of it as well. That's part of the magic, is that it's really bad.
0: No, I know, um, I know. Well, my friend's favourite, do you remember that, you, well, you're not quite as old as me, but I that funny cards always used to be tall and thin. That was yeah. like official. They had to be tall and they couldn't be the normal shape of cards. Mm-hmm. They had to be tall and thin. And there was a whole section of tall, thin cards. And one was, this was my friend's favorite Christmas card. It was just tall, thin, black, and at the top were two holly leaves that were brown with a wrinkled up berries. And it just said, Santa is dead. <laughs> she just loved that. So that was a bit that was a bit um postmodern, I suppose. But yeah, you yeah. Tell, was... You could
1: tell though that there were people that didn't didn't know me. And it was people that sent me cards with footballers on or <laughs> people <laughs> racing on motorbikes and there was a pool <laughs> surfer.
0: It was the boys card, wasn't it? It was football yeah. or, or, or cars or motorbikes. And again,
1: a bear or rabbit or or <laughs> dog or whatever it was with a cricket bag and loads of other sport things. And you're going.
0: You obviously knew me so well.
1: You don't. <laughs> you, you've never met me, have you?
0: <laughs> well, I, I had another friend who was he was a comedian and he. um He used to send Christmas cards that were literally recycled, Mm -hmm. and so one. My favourite one that I had from him that was, and it was really they were really naff Christmas cards as well. And it was from Auntie Irene and Uncle Tom, and he just crossed that out and put Richard in it. (laughs)
1: That's
0: brilliant! I loved it. I I think I still got it. I think I've kept that
1: that. I'm going to miss is you know I. I'd complain about the situation. I'd send my mum, my mum would send me a a voucher and I'd send her a voucher. So it was like some kind of double entry bookkeeping exercise. (laughs) You know, and I'd be going, oh, I'm going to send her less. So I'd come out ahead. But "Ah." it's a
0: ritual, isn't it? It's a ritual. that is now lost and it's gone. And And I I must admit, I, 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 my sister and I still say, oh, I saw those special brandy laced mince pies in in Aldi this year and thought thought, oh no, he's gone now because my dad used to like that. You know, so you yeah, still yeah. have those yeah. thoughts that make you think, oh I'll get oh no.
1: Now, the the other thing that is really weird is I did a online shopping for quite a while. Mm. And so that was a like a it's a strange connection, but it was a connection, you know, we, we had difficulty connecting anyway. But that was one of the things that she she sort of enjoyed doing. Mainly because she could order me around, you know, and go, I want this. I want that.
0: Get me okay. gravy and
1: get me two milk. Get me two bread. And then you get onto the meals. And um it'll be like, uh, so what do you want, mum? Um, do you want a chicken dinner? No. Um, do you want do you want sausage and and mash? No, don't want that. Right, well, well, there's not a great deal here. There's a lot of curries, but no, I don't, I don't want curry. I don't want any of that foreign muck. Yeah,
0: so that's lasagna, pizza, everything else out the window.
1: No, 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 you see. You see, no, no, she didn't see lasagna. The great British lasagna.
0: <laughs> of course, I forgot.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Which was invented by Reg Smith.
0: <laughs> In, Lancashire. In Lancashire. Lancashire lasagna. Canada
1: in kent he was in kent he oh, yeah, was, was, was posh yeah uh yeah no 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 acknowledgement is it's italian <laughs> so, <laughs> so and then eventually um i'd gone one one time i'd just gone through everything you know vindaloo korma no 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 and then I think it must have been after three years. She went, "Do you know what I, I fancy a curry?" What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so somebody at some point must have actually gone here, try this, and she
0: and she, she went, "Oh, all these years, and I never knew I yeah. liked curry."
1: Yeah, uh, a, a mild one. Yes,
0: obviously. Uh,
1: probably not even a like a wouldn't be a. Curry, curry. It'd be like a. Don't know, don't know Like it,
0: a Vesta curry, they would. Just yeah, never, yeah, never but even
1: Vesta curry. Mm. I'm
0: amazed that anybody ever went to a Chinese or an Indian restaurant after eating those. But uh, it just okay. it's, it's, you can still buy them, you know. You can. Still, I think they have to have, be on specialist websites. But you can anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: miss that. I'm gonna miss this, this yeah. bizarre exercise where I try to get out of her what she wanted it's like a quiz show <laughs> what do you want don't tell me what you don't want I, I want some soup but I don't want this type of soup that type of soup blah, 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 blah. a whole list of what she didn't want and then um, she kept on buying UHT milk um, and there was about eight containers of UHT milk there
0: still yeah, just in case the just in case milk supply. Know. But I'll,
1: I'll I'll miss those those odd conversations.
0: Yeah, um, I bet.
1: And Jane as well had more conversations with her because Jane managed to sort of, oh, um, uh, get to a level that, mm. that was comfortable for my mum. Um, yes. I wasn't very good at that. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to her about augmented reality and virtual reality. Just like, um, what are you talking we, about? <laughs> she didn't say, what are you talking about?
0: some soup.
1: She, she just changed the, the subject to <laughs> who died or what yeah. did you have for your dinner? Or,
0: or what, what she went to the doctors for. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. sometimes.
0: That's usually a nice popular one.
1: She was very pleased about her. she'd lost a lot of weight as well. Um,
0: was that because she wasn't very well, but she thought it was... No,
1: anything. I think she, well, some of it might have been that. But over her entire life, she'd struggled with, with weight. Right. And she I found her card for uh, her lifetime membership of Weight Watchers.
0: Oh.
1: So I did not get rid of that.
0: Right?
1: No. <laughs> um, and she had a certificate where at some point in time, she'd lost 100 pounds in weight.
0: Wow, that's loads.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I kept that as well. Um,
0: Still coming out now, Dave.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had her old books on her old pamphlets on um, what you could do with weight Watchers to lose weight. And I was tempted. No. And I didn't. Good. I didn't. Good. I recycled them. I went, oh, yeah, good, good. she did that, and that was good for her. And it's gone. And it's just this weird sort of. I think part of the grief is that I will eventually forget what she sounded like.
0: Yes. Well, it's funny. It's funny you should say that. So, so the friend that I said lives in America.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: recorded her mum's answer phone message, mm-hmm. you know, because it was her mum's voice, and we all knew this answer phone message because it had been there since we were at school. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it
0: was and she was from Edinburgh, and so mm-hmm. she had that lovely Edinburgh lilt to. Which I can't do, but it was that that's sort yeah, of it's quite soft, some, oh, some places soft. Yes, it was lovely. <coughs> she grew up in Davidson's Davidson's Davidson Mains. Mm. By Crammond. Mm. I think it is. Um, because we went there one year when we went to the festival. We went for a, a visit to her old house. So. Mm-hmm. no, I, it is sad. I'm, I think we're I'm gonna close in a minute because I um Need to think about eating. Um, what
1: is this eating?
0: I know this strange thing that I need to do to stay alive. But uh, what I was going to say to you was, I wouldn't really do much, if you know what I mean. You mm. know, we were talking about, you know, things changing and you know reframing things. But I, but in the sort of decision making front, mm. if you know what I mean, I wouldn't do a huge amount. Because I think it's a bit, this is, you know, grief and death is like a snow globe and it's all been shaken up now. And I think if you, sometimes if you act a bit too quickly- Yeah, yeah. You haven't had time for that new shape to actually take shape.
1: I think, no, what, what's, what's happened is that um, it's actually reinforced a lot of the things that, that were in place in the first place. In that she, would, as I say, she was a, a bit of a fantasist, right? And you're going, hmm, oh that, that's interesting. That's that's kind of like a, a connection,
0: um, yeah,
1: between me and her. And but I've I've sort of exhibited it slightly differently. Um, I don't kind of go around
0: saying so that your mum was a ballerina.
1: I do make up people, right? But I don't pretend well I do pretend they're real, don't I? I don't <laughs> I don't make oh, no, Fred. Up, I don't make up people to get me out of situations that I'm not really happy with. Right? I, I don't yeah. I haven't ever mentioned, I don't know, uh God, it's really difficult now. I can't even think my way through this she made up people to use as an excuse when she didn't want to do something right Right. and she lied to specific people about these people that she'd made up whereas me it's a generalized it's like a a generalized lying (laughs) it's a more dispersed lying i actually lied to more people by writing than she did right okay so Maybe it's, yeah, that's what it's like. It's like she was like the source of the lying, right? So she's pure, unadulterated lying. And I've kind of distilled that down a little bit. I'm like diluted lying. You called it creative writing. I called it creative writing, yeah. Mm. But it's really lying.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sure I've told you this before, but a friend of my, well, no, it's my sister's mother-in-law, she mm-hmm. writes a lot of short stories and um, gets them published, and and goes to the Arvon. Is it Arvon? Arvon Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. She she and she teaches there as well now because she's done lots of writing. Anyway, I was just talking to her about writing, and I said, "Well, you know, I don't really think I've got a lot to write about." And this was yes uh-huh. prior to what I do now. And um, and I said, "Isn't it you're supposed to write about what you know?" And she said, "Yeah, yeah." And she said, and then you lie. No. <laughs> it was just like no, such Amy- a liberating thing to say. I was so pleased when she said that. It was like, oh, yeah. is that allowed? It's official lying. And then I started to think properly about, you know, people who write and of course they do. Well, yeah. you know, they just make things and people up and and yeah. And it's it's official Although, it's Having great.
1: said that, Amy Tan, uh, who's a well-known writer, does is this the, um, joy luck club oh yes yeah um has does a master class and on i've only seen like the the um the, the trailer for it and she says sometimes getting to the truth comes through fiction You, you yes you get and they, they
0: it. do say don't they um fiction is no what is it truth is greater than fiction no when, when the truth is more unbelievable than, than you, if you wrote what really happened, nobody oh, yeah. would believe
1: it. Yeah. Truth is stranger than fiction.
0: Stranger. That was the word I was looking for. Thank yeah.
1: you. I mean, it is strange that, you know, I had no idea that I had this successful life as a lawyer.
0: <laughs> I,
1: wish I'd, I wish I'd known about that. That would have been great. I think,
0: I think that you could just create him as your alter ego. And he, he should How move in with you.
1: How absolutely dreadfully boring!
0: Well, no, because he could be a barrister for the uh, the mob. You know, he could yep, be a, a yep. barrister. For, no, um... I tell you
1: who I, I was. I I kind of got with it when I thought, oh yeah, I'm just a younger Rumpole.
0: <laughs> Fantastic!
1: Brilliant! Cheers, mum. Thanks a lot.
0: Well, That's maybe great. maybe heavily influenced by Rumpole. You never know.
1: Oh, I oh, just it's just this weird sort of and i wonder if she grieved um, her this because grief is an interesting thing maybe she she grieved for what she thought i should have been doing rather than yeah, what yeah
0: well i think i think doing. this is this is a sort of parental error mm. and and i've tried hopefully not to do this with my own children but it's mm. there's a lot of you know, hot housing parents that have already determined what their children sh- are going, should be doing, we're back there again,
1: mm-hmm. what their
0: children should be doing and will do, it, you know, and, and there are people forced down several generations of job because the parents or the grandparents and that, you know, said that they'd already determined their future for them. Yeah, And then I think then the only thing a child can do is disappoint. Because they don't want to do the job that's been carved out for them because it's got nothing to do with them as a person. It's just Mm. an aspiration of somebody else. But then if they do try to do what they want to do, nobody's encouraging them in the development of that knowledge and the development of, you know, and it's so nice to hear, you know, when people say, oh, my mum and dad backed me up all the way. It's just Mm. amazing. You know, it really is Wonderful, and you think, Yes, that's exactly how it should be. should back you up. You know,
1: the hot house thing sometimes you will have a child who is a tulip, but the parents want it to be a rose. Yes, well, they'll treat it as if it's a rose, and then uh, really sort of they're bemused by the fact that the tulip hasn't grown properly
0: and it has a bulb a instead of a root,
1: not a rose. And uh, But I think, I mean, she did say, you know, like, I suppose it would have been 21, so 31 years ago, she did say, the route that you're taking is is a difficult one. She didn't really say it in these words. She didn't sit me down and say it. But effectively, she did. She said, what you're doing is never going to get you any much work. You're going to struggle. And do you know what? She was right. right.
0: (laughs) 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 She was absolutely right. But um, I wonder, Dave, if she'd have said the route you're taking is exactly what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't that have that is it. the
0: right path for you. And, well, it could be one of two things, wouldn't it? You could have gone, on your bike, I'm not doing what you want me to. Yeah. Or it might have allowed you to feel success rather than the fear of failure. Do you know what I mean?
1: I, I think I would have been a lot more arrogant. You reckon? Yeah, I would have been, I would have been dreadful. I would have been really horrible. I wouldn't want to know me. I, I mean, I don't...
0: Well, no, you would up, have been... That's the barrister. He's arrogant.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming around here with his caseload and... And he's going on about how fancy he is with his car and his... Oh, yeah, really? Uh, I don't know. But it it, it is quite odd. And I, I went to my old flat, which I'd, I'd moved into... Oh, really? ...21. yeah. I mean, I could only stand outside and look at it from outside. I don't know what I expected. I expected me to come out of the house at 21, you know. That would have given you a a shock. A (laughs) shadow of me coming out with a play, going, oh, yeah, look, look, here's one. Here's one for you, just take it away, yeah. Because that was where I wrote my first play when I was about... Really? 23,
0: 24.
1: you still got it? Somewhere. Yeah, one of them I haven't got. I wrote two, and one of them I haven't got. And I might rewrite it. But it was that kind of moment when you go, oh, yeah, look, it hasn't changed in 27 years. Mm. I think those curtains are still the same curtain. <laughs> I recognise that pattern. My friend had 27 years ago. It still looks a bit shoddy.
0: <laughs>
1: but it was home. And I, and I did actually find myself um, grieving that a little bit. You know, it's like... Past times, yeah, uh, good memories. Yeah. Uh, and I,
0: I think I think one of the things that you grieve when when being nostalgic about youth is I, I think one of the one of the things that I sometimes think about and it's really literally quite physically painful. It only lasts for like split seconds.
1: Yeah,
0: is all that sort of hope and optimism and lack yeah. of cynicism, I suppose, and lack yeah. of the weight of the world as it it gets heavier as you get older, I think. But not that I'm, I mean, I'm still an optimist. So it's not, it's not as though it, like I said, but there is sometimes just a flash of things from the 80s when I see it. And that was when I was sort of first married and first had, uh, you know, my first daughter and she was really young. And it was all the like loud and shouty clothes of the 80s. And Mm. I know, I know they were just horrible, but they weren't at the time. They were amazing you know, and shoulder pads were fantastic. And um, yeah, and I just get these little stabs of, which is why I'm really looking forward to going, and I don't know whether we can now after today, today's notification. I just saw a very glum text from my daughter about going to Italy. Oh.
1: Um,
0: yeah, because we're supposed to be going at the end of July mm-hmm. and uh, they weren't on the good list and they weren't on the bad list either, so I don't know what that means. So uh, I haven't heard anybody say anything about it. So that's,
1: a, that's another bit of grief, but it's future grief, isn't it? Is that oh, grief? Yes,
0: because it, we've already missed one wedding, which was last year. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah. I just... But, but then when I go to Italy, then I'll relive all my 80s life that I had all when right. I lived there, you know? So that'll be interesting. But anyway, I think right. we've, we've discussed enough. Yeah, great. So, um, yes, I make. will talk to you soon and um yeah what i wanted to talk to you there's two things i want to talk oh, to you yeah. about on our next podcast one is something called polyvagal theory which i will save for another time uh. is, no it's brilliant it's amazing i'm in love with it it's made it's colored my entire week is literally.
1: she not some character from a, a regency romance no polyvagal? he could
0: be couldn't he um or a she if it was played. It is she? Uh, and then the other thing I want to talk about is the, the Chaos to Order project, the one that I'm doing in Birmingham. So mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to talk to you about that. So we will put those on the agenda for 12 and 13. You said it was something week coming up. Oh, it's yes, sorry. The 17th to the 22nd of May is Hoarding Awareness Week. Right. And um, if anybody's interested, we've got five. What Four free webinars, which, which you'll find on Eventbrite if you type in Virtual Classroom Cloudsend. Uh-huh. Um, one's Hoarding and Safeguarding, which is a bit sort of work-based. Hoarding and Domestic Violence. Hoarded Homes with Children. Uh, the Power of Support Groups. And yeah. then there's one which is a forum for people who hoard. So anybody who hoards who just wants to chip in and ask questions or anything really it's Mm. just going to be an open discussion a bit like our wafflings dave so um yes
1: but but shared with others
0: so yes thank you for reminding me of that can you remind us of the date again the 17th to the 22nd of may
1: right Um, and not next
0: again there's there's a website called hoardingawarenessweek.org.uk and the um the, the webinars are on Eventbrite mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the virtual classroom or Cloudsend, if you type in Cloudsend. Right, that'd be great. Um, Hoarding Awareness Week webinars, then they're on there and they're free, uh, they're all free. So. Excellent. Well done. Yeah. Right then. Well, Good I time. shall talk to you very soon. And um, yes, I hope you're, uh, when your snow globe settles down and you have a new shape, it's a bit of a blizzard be, at the moment. It'll be. I hope it'll be a nice one.
1: I'm not even sure what's in there. I know it's, it could be a snowman, could be a a little church. I don't know what's in there. It's just all. It'll be
0: two churches fighting. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah. In a small village. That's why they've got. I think it's a pharmacy they've got. That's that's to get bandages and plasters.
0: <laughs> anyway, I shall see you soon. You take care, Dave. Bye-bye. Good talking to you. Bye, care, bye. Bye.